Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 36. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button on the homepage, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at CarsYeah.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am very excited today to introduce my special guest, Wayne Carini. Wayne, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. It sounds great. Thanks, Mark. Wayne Carini has a lifetime of experience in automobile restoration and has restored, repaired, bought, and sold more cars than he can count. His television show, Chasing Classic Cars on Velocity, is a number one rated show and gives the viewers an inside look at his world of buying, restoring, selling, and chasing classic cars all over the country and the world. His passion for cars started when he was a child and continues today at his Connecticut-based business, F40 Motorsports, where they repair, restore, buy and sell, and of course chase that next special automobile. I can tell you having met Wayne, he's the real deal. He's a diehard car guy who's incredibly nice and really enjoys what he's doing. So, Wayne, I've told our listeners just a little about you. Please take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your career, your interests, and your passion for automobiles. Well, Mark, uh, it, I guess it all starts back when uh, when uh, I was born uh, in Glastonbury, Connecticut, uh, to a, a car nut. My dad, Bob, he was the founder of the Model A Restores Club of America back in 1951, a few months actually before I was born. The cars became part of of my life because of my dad. My dad worked very, very hard. He worked two jobs. He worked at uh, United Technologies, Pratt & Whitney, uh, second shift, and he restored cars uh, very early in the morning until mid-afternoon when he'd go to his second job. So um, he was a workaholic and uh, did uh, fantastic restoration work and was renowned for his work and his craftsmanship. So therefore, I sort of tagged on to that and worked hard with him and decided that uh, after high school, I didn't want to have any part of it, though, any longer. I wanted to be on my own, and so I went to school and graduated art education uh, major. And after that, uh, couldn't find a job that I really liked and went back to work for Dad for the summer. And next thing you know, it's uh, it's 50-some years later, <laughs> and, <laughs> and here... Here I am, uh, 40-some years later, uh, restoring cars, buying and selling, and doing basically following my father's footsteps. So pretty, pretty cool. Oh, it's that's really cool. And in fact, I remember seeing you with your father in one of your shows. That was really special. We had we try to have Dad on as much as possible. Matter of fact, we're filming with him tomorrow. So uh, you know, he's 92 years old as of yesterday. Oh so my goodness. We're, um, yeah, we're 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 happy that he's still around, and his his health, his mind is as sharp as a tack. Oh. Uh, his health is doing well, so uh, we hope to have him around for many many more years. I told him that uh, we we've got a ten year contract with a certain car show that we do together, and 
<laughs> so he's 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 got he's got to be there for at least the next ten years. Okay, well the pressure's on. Pressure's on. That's pretty special. So that's wonderful for both of you get to share this experience together. Yeah, Wayne. As we continue on your journey, I like to start with a success quote, a saying that's been instrumental in forming your success in your life. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Wayne, take the wheel. Well, you know, and, and some people would would say different quotes from different authors or different philosophers or whatever, but I think I used it from my dad, and my dad told me a long time ago, just be yourself. Mm. It's pretty easy once you're yourself and, and you tell people who you are and what you represent, and after that, you know, life's pretty simple. If you're, if you're honest and, and you're, um, you, you wear your all your feelings on your sleeve and, and you tell everybody who you are and what you represent, All everything else sort of falls in place, I think, in life. So uh, be yourself, be honest, and uh, everything else will work out. How have you incorporated that, that saying from your father, that teaching from your father into your passion for cars and your business? Well, you, you know, sometimes people will go in uh, when they're trying to buy a car and they'll They'll only have the, the financial aspect in mind that, you know, I'm here to make money and I have to pay as little as possible for this car in order to, to uh, expand upon my financial gain when I sell it. But uh, sometimes and most of the time it doesn't work because people are very savvy to the price of cars, especially today. So if, if you just show your passion for what you're doing, and you go in and you share that passion with the people, whether you're buying or selling a car with them, just share the passion that you have. And and you don't have to be the most knowledgeable person in the world, but don't try to tell people that you're the most knowledgeable person in the world because most people will figure it out pretty quick that you're not. <laughs> um, if you don't know something, admit it and just, you know, ask for help. And uh, I, th- I think that's helped me uh, throughout my career. And it's it's certainly helped our TV show go in. And what, what what's so great about our show is that there's no script, there's no one telling me what to do, there's no setup on any of these things. It's basically what happens in my life, mm-hmm. and the camera just follows me. And so it's the the way that we do our business and um, and conduct our lives. And I think that that really helps out. Well, it certainly has helped me. That's for sure, and I'm sure it would, it would be good advice for anyone. Oh, I think you're right, and it comes across on the show as well. It seems very genuine. There's so much reality TV these days that starts to, uh, I guess, uh, transpire into these uh, fake stories and all this drama and so forth, and I think that's why you're number one on Velocity. It's real. It's the real deal. So, Yeah. Can you tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars, maybe that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy? Well, I was, I was always into cars because my dad was in cars. So I, I was the guard. So this was before they had enclosed trailers. And so my dad used to take me, of course, I was the, I was a cheap labor uh, <laughs> back, back in the day. And that's, uh, when you own a farm, my, my, my father's, uh, uh, father and uncles, um, they owned this farm together. And so we were all cheap labor as kids. So same thing in the car business. So I stood outside. Uh, most restaurants across this country when my dad would stop for something to eat and I would guard the car because he had to go in and have something to eat 
and he was driving, so I would stand next to the car and guard it. <laughs> um, so that was one thing. But the biggest thing I think was the turning point was when I was about 10 years old, we were on a vacation up in the Adirondacks, and a guy next to, and there were individual cabins at this resort, and the, and the guy showed up with a 250 short wheelbase Ooh. Ferrari, and he was a doctor from New York, and he had been there like two years uh, previous to that. We'd met him, and he'd he'd had a Jaguar, and now he shows up and he has a Ferrari, and it was red, and it and he opened the hood and it had two of everything, two oil filters, two distributors. I mean, it's just like it was, this has to be the fastest car in the world, I said. And he said to me, would you like to go for a ride, Wayne? Because uh, I'd love to take you. Ask your dad. And so my dad said, go for it. So in the car I went. I'm sure he wasn't really going all that fast, but he scared me to death at 10 <laughs> years old. And I knew that that car was probably the car for me, and it still is today. I'm 62 years old now, and so over 52 years, I've still made that car uh, my favorite car in the world. I've been very fortunate to be able to restore eight of them over the over that period of time. Oh wow! And I can tell you, from restoring them and driving them and and knowing a lot about them, that's the most fantastic car in the world in my eyes. They are pretty special, and I had the pleasure of driving one down at the. Uh... Cavallino event. A friend of mine has one and tossed me the keys and let me take it for a drive. And I would agree with you. It's definitely one of my top 10 favorite cars. It was a pretty special day. I, I'm still smiling today from that, that drive. So pretty cool. Great cars. Wonderful cars. Yeah. So Wayne, what I want to do now is take a look at the roads you've driven down and, and really crawl under the hood and get your hands dirty. Something you're pretty much used to every day, I would assume. Would you share a, a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced Something that really pushed you to a breaking point, but more importantly, how you overcame that and what you learned from it. Well, there's there's several of those things that have happened. Uh, that happens a lot when you're restoring cars and you have deadlines, mm-hmm. and you know you become very stressed out uh, and work so many hours to make sure that you're prepared correctly to to show a car or to race a car, whatever it is. But I think that one of the biggest things and challenges in our life has been my situation with my daughter who has autism mm. and being able to get over that that initial shock that Kimberly had autism and to be able to work all these things within our lives to make sure that she's part of, of everything that we do has <clears throat> probably been the biggest challenge in my life. And so... And I think that that has that that not only um, is a challenge, but it's a blessing too, because she has brought so much joy in our, into our lives and been able to learn how to deal with a lot of things that happen in life, and a lot of people too. I mean, you know, if if you can get past a, a certain tragedy or a certain mishap or a certain thing like autism in in your life. I think that that makes you a better person in the in the long run. Kimberly's doing just fantastic. Uh, she has very little speech, but she's such a great part of our lives, and she's such a great car girl, and she enjoys all the time she hangs out with me and going for drives and stuff. That it makes it all that much better. So I got a feeling um, it wasn't really a car related thing as much as uh, uh, something to do with with our personal life and 
made me a better person. Well, that's okay. I really appreciate you sharing that very personal story. And uh, our best wishes go out to Kimberly. And I've seen seen pictures of her with you with a big smile on her face sitting next to you and some of the many cars that you get to drive. So that's wonderful to get to share those experiences. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks. Wayne, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum and, and share a story when you had a real aha moment in your career, in your business, a time when you realized that the idea or concepts of F40 Motorsports was really going to make it and the steps you took that created that business into a success, that real aha moment? Probably, um, this dates back into the late 80s um, when I was doing a lot of work for, for three large car collectors and was able to, to really get involved with so many exotic cars. But I, I probably dates back to, to my circumstance with Mr. Luigi Canetti. Yeah. And so it was, it was 1975 or six that I'd repaired a, a, um, a Tona Spider for a client of my father's who actually was a classic car collector and he had a Ferrari and my dad didn't want to fix the Ferrari. It was pretty well damaged. And so I bought the parts from Mr. Kennedy and uh, became actually pretty good friends with him. Then after he saw the work I had done on this Daytona Spider, he asked me if I wanted to do more work for him. So my shop became from going with no Ferraris in it to like, having six or seven cars on site and working on all those cars at the same time. And I found myself wanting to work 16 and 18 hour days because I just loved the cars I was working on so much. That was probably the one moment that really made the difference in my life is that I said, wow, all the things I've been dreaming about all these years and all the magazines I've read and I'm, I'm here, I'm doing this. This is like crazy to think of. But we're doing it. Yeah. And then, then we, we evolved in, in from repairing cars to starting to sell cars because some of our clients wanted to help selling them. And next thing you know, we're, we're buying and selling cars uh, all over the world. So that's a pretty special moment is, is becoming part of, of the Kennedy family. And I still am today, fortunately. Mr. Kennedy Jr. and I are very close friends and and uh, we stay in touch uh, quite often. So it's it's more than cars. It becomes a friendship, and, and you become part of each other's family. Oh, what a wonderful story. That is a wonderful aha moment. Let's have a yeah. little fun here. What was your first car? And can you tell us maybe a story or two about that first car? My first car was a 52 Chevy four-door. I bought from um, the guy that was two doors down, Mr. Racanero. He had it sitting in his barn, and I went one day because I was. Uh, he had two nieces that would come every summer, so I would hang out with them. And I went down one day and said, "Would you sell me your car? It's just been sitting in the garage, and I'd like to have a project." And so I bought the car for twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. I got twenty dollars, <laughs> and I got it running within an hour. And he was astonished. Oh wow! that the car would run after sitting for like five years in his in his shed outside of his house. There's things that I'd learned from my dad. I mean, basically, a car has to have spark and gasoline, and it will run. And so I was able to clean the plugs and pour some gas down the carburetor, and um, 
put a new battery in, and off it went. So we, we had a lot of fun with that. We had a farm with 350 acres, and so it became my lot car because at the time I was 13 years old. Okay. And uh, so that was my first my first car that I purchased on my own. Yeah. And then I went from there. I had an MG 1100, a little four-door sedan, and then I graduated to a Corvette and then an MGB. And and uh, by the time I was out of high school, I, I even had a Mini Cooper, which really transformed my life because minis became such a part of me in the early 70s that uh, it was it was a wonderful thing. Oh, fantastic. So you've been fixing and buying and selling cars since you're 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, fixing them for sure. But buying and selling, I don't think that came around until I was 16 or 17 when I, when I could uh, figure out uh, that somebody else wanted what I wanted. And then minis became such a such a cool thing. I, I recognized minis to be a cool car before everybody else did, I think. And, and so, therefore, we scared people to death to giving them rides, and then they would have to have one, and then I'd find them one and sell it to them. I was I thought I was king when I would make $50 on a car sale. You know, I, I thought that uh, I could actually go to the movies for, like, two weeks in a row <laughs> with my girlfriend, you know, for yeah. selling one car. Man, this was really cool. I could take her to dinner and the whole bit. Chasing <laughs> classic cars at 16, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, first time I ever rode in a Mini, my next door neighbor had one, and he scared the heck out of me, too. We we lived down in Southern California, and he took me over the top of Mount Soledad in La Jolla, down Hillside Drive, and uh, every corner I thought we were going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're wonderful cars. I, I still have that original Mini I bought back in the, in the early 70s. Actually, I think it was 1970 that I bought that car, and I still have it today. Oh, wonderful. It's a lot of those cars you don't want to get rid of, I'll tell you. Well, that's a great segue to my next question, and this is probably going to be really difficult for you given how many cars have passed through your hands. has to do with seller's remorse. Is there one car that you sold that you really wish you had back? Oh, gosh, yeah, so many, so many, so many. Um, probably um, a 275 4Cam that I sold and in order to buy another car. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those deals that, you know, um, at the time I had this opportunity to buy um, our three-liter Bentley that we still own today. And I had this 275 that that uh, I had hocked everything in the world to buy. And it wasn't selling. I mean, I just, I could barely give this car away. Who, who would think today with the prices of 275s? Oh, yeah. But yet um, I dragged it up to Lime Rock and I I thought I'd sell it and this. So I I, w- I had owned now a Bentley three liter and this two seventy five exactly at the same time and trying to figure out how I could own both cars, but I realized I couldn't. So um, I sold the two seventy five finally, and it, w- it was it was it was it was totally a regret from the minute I sold it because I knew that I'd done something wrong. Mm-hmm. But the story the story gets better in that I saved the guy's name and I purchased the car back oh. um, a year ago or a client who was looking for one. So I go in my Rolodex and I go and I see I've got a Rolodex that's got per car whose name. We don't go by name. We just go by car. <laughs> People we've sold cars two years ago. And uh, I went down and I called the gentleman that I sold it to and I said, you, you wouldn't want to sell your car. Oh, no, Wayne, I love this car. And I told him what I could give him for the car. And he said, uh, are you sure you're correct with that number? I said, yeah. <laughs> 
I said, I could wire you the money in the morning. He said, well, I'd have to think about that. And he thought about it for about 15 minutes, and he and he called me. And he says, I just emailed you my wiring instructions. I'll take your offer. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it was significantly more than, than what yeah. he paid me all I'll those bet. years ago. I'll bet it was. Finally came back to me. Yeah, there you go. Is there a current project you're working on right now, Wayne, that really has you excited and fired up? Gosh, there's always so many. Um, right now, we are working on uh, going to London to Brighton Rally. And so we have a car that uh, that I was just in California working on last, last weekend. And it's exciting to, uh, unfortunately, not to have it at our shop, but to go out and be a part of the the um, transformation of this car to bring it up to the speed where we could take it on the London to Brighton rally. So I think what it is is that you get excited about your latest project. You know, you're always excited about something and there's always things um, on the back burner that you're ready to bring to the front burner. So as soon as, uh, uh, as soon as this project's done, I'll start thinking about doing the Mille Mille. I've, I've finally decided that I want to do major events around the world in in the next five years. So I want to do the London to Brighton. I want to do Mille Mille. I want Villa Deste. I want to do um, Goodwood. I'd like to do all these events. And so in order to do that, sort of get, get yourself prepared. So we're excited about the London to Brighton, but then we're on to the Mille Mille. Sounds fantastic. And if you need a co-driver, you've got my number, right? Yeah, you bet. You bet. <laughs> I'll have to get in line, I have a feeling. Okay, now here's a funny question. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? And more importantly, why? Hmm. Um, I think I think I'd want to be a car that um, is is loved and, and treasured and most of all used. Instead of being, it's 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 sort of like you you think of it in an animated world is being a car sitting there like a dog and a dog is just can't wait for you to get home. And, and, and so, and I, and I'm the one of the worst guys in the world because I park my cars. I even forget I own them sometimes. I, you know, that happens to people that have too many cars <laughs> and they're parked at different locations, you know, so I've got garages all over the place, but it's great to be able to use a car and to be able to use it with your family. And, and people always ask me, what's your favorite car? Well, we have a 26 Bentley that, that was that Bentley that I ended up with after selling the Ferrari. And it is the, the car that everyone in my family enjoys driving it. We all go out, we'll pile in it, and we'll go out for ice cream, or we'll, we'll go out to dinner one night or something like that. We'll take that car. So I think I'd like to be the car that the family loves. That's a fantastic answer. You know, I, I just interviewed... Vincent Matai of Swixtel, the who brought uh-huh. back the clothing line, and he had an equally interesting answer. He wanted to be one of Fangio's championship cars because it was driven so hard by the right guy. So, yeah, you well, know. there you go. I mean, you know, I mean, we'd all love to go and win Le Mans and be part of all that stuff, but yeah, um, to me, it's 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 my family that's probably the most important thing, and so. It's the car that they all enjoy, and, and that's the one car that will never go anywhere in our families or Bentley. Well, that's a great answer. I love it. So, Wayne, yeah. here's a favorite part of my talk. I call it the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. 
What's the best automotive advice you ever received? Um, hmm, boy, and we're supposed to do this quickly, huh? <laughs> well, take your time, <laughs> um, take your best, time. <laughs> best, uh, best automotive advice, um, oh gosh, that's a tough one. I think it was probably years ago, I was, uh, Candy Pool Sports Car Shop was a sports car shop right near me, and, and so I had an MGB, and and he had just rebuilt the engine candy. So he said, don't be afraid to bring it up the red line. I think that that's maybe one, one good advice. Don't I like be that. afraid to get on it. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Can you yeah. share a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Just be yourself, as I said before. I mean, you know, just be honest and be yourself, and, and everything else will fall in line. Perfect. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website or a newsletter you get. You know, the one thing I've been using a lot of, and, and, and uh, I, I do some advertising work for Haggerty, but Haggerty's price valuation tool, I really enjoy that. And being able to go out and look at a car, I just did it Sunday. I, I went and I bought a Jaguar, and I didn't bring my resource books with me. Usually I carry my briefcase. Well, my daughter Kimberly and I just jumped in another car. We went to look at this, and I said, "Oh my, oh, how am I going to price this car? Where am I thinking I'm going to stand on it?" And we went into the website, and uh, I made an offer appropriate to what they said, and, and ended up buying the car. So I, I think that's a good website that I use. Yeah, I like that a lot too. In fact, we had McKeel, uh on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, they've done a great job with that. I really like it. If you watch and you know car prices, they've done a really good job of being very accurate, I think. I think so, too. I mean, it's it's a constant flow of knowledge that's going in there. So it's not just something that's every six months or eight months they update it. It's updated on a constant basis, and that yeah. helps. It. Well, the way the car market is today, that's necessary because it's going all over the place. Every time, uh, every, time there's a, every time there's an auction. I can't yeah. wait to see what happens down in Monterey next month. Huh? Monterey is going to be nuts this year. It's yeah, crazy. Pretty, so much fun. Pretty special cars down there. Yeah. Wayne, is there a book you've recently read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Something you really enjoyed? Bill Simpson's book. Um, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, you know what? It's in my library yeah, right next go to go ahead. Here. Just go ahead and grab it. And, and you know what? I'm going to grab it right now if I can, if I can find it was right here. But Bill Simpson's book about about his life, and, and uh, here it is right here, uh, Racing Safely, Living Dangerously. Oh, and and I got to know Bill um, like a year and a half ago. Very interesting guy. And here's a guy that built his life around safety for all race drivers. Uh, and and uh, just a very interesting guy and, and great read. Great. Well, thank you. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all the resources that Wayne has shared with us today on carsyad.com slash Wayne Carini. Just type Wayne's name in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. So now we're at the checkered flag, Wayne. And I know this is, uh, you just got home from a very long day of shooting pictures and your dinner's probably waiting for you. So we're at the checkered flag, the end of the race. This last question can sometimes be a challenge. I like to call it a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, and money is no object, what would that car be? But more importantly, why did you choose it? Well, we go back to a previous answer, 1960 Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. I think the finest car ever built in the world. It does everything. It's beautiful. It it uh, 
drives unbelievably. Um, if you ever see any great race driver, and I'll and I'll say there's there's one in particular guy that's a very close friend of mine, Bobby Rahal. Mm. And you watch Bobby drive his 250 short wheelbase. It's it's art. It's not just he's going fast. It's it's a dance, and he gets the car into a slide in the corners, and controllable sliding. Um, it's the most fun in the world to, to watch and to be part of that driving experience. And then I think it's just one of the most beautiful cars in the world. It sounds beautiful. It drives beautiful. It's it. It's, it is the car. I think um, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, and I love all cars. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have a Davis three-wheeler and, and I've spawn-bodied cars and hot rods and, and every type of car in the world. I have electric cars, but to me, that's it, and it was that first time of looking at that car as a 10-year-old that really did it for me, and it stayed with me for life. Isn't it amazing how those moments in life just stick with you? It really is. Well, Wayne, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I really have enjoyed your stories, as I know our listeners have. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and taking us on your journey. Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset and then let them know what's the best way they can find out more about you and your business, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. You know, uh, people always ask me, how, how can you sell a car? When do you know it's the right time to sell a car? And my advice to them is, is that you're driving a car, so let's say that you've got your Toyota Supra or your MGB or whatever it may be, and you drive it for an afternoon, and if you're not smiling and having a good time when you're driving it, then start thinking. But the, the biggest factor is, is that when you come home with that car and you park it in your driveway, before you walk into the house, if you don't look back at that car and love to look at it, the party's over. Time to sell. <laughs> Time to sell. Yeah, that's great the advice. The love affair is gone. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's advice to a lot of people. Yeah, I get teased by my wife when we uh, park park my fun car and we walk out somewhere. I always look back. Oh, is it still there? Oh, that looks so good. I know exactly yeah, what you're and, talking and, about. And I did. I do the same thing. I drove my little Alpha Spider home the other day, and I parked it out in front of our house, and I looked out the window, and my wife says, what are you looking at? I said, I just love looking at that Alpha. I think it's one of the most prettiest cars in the world. And she said, you're crazy. <laughs> you looked at that car a hundred times and said, yeah, I never get sick of looking at it, though. Well, and so I turned to her, and I said, and I never get sick of looking at you. Either, oh, so. perfect follow-up. I was just going to say, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I say, too. I've been married almost 30 years now, so I think we, we both have the same... Uh, Technique. <laughs> I just I just hit thirty years this year. Congratulations! Myself. Yep, yeah, we'll have right. our thirtieth in September. So it's wonderful milestone. It is. It yeah. is. We're lucky guys. Yeah, that's for sure. Listeners, you can find links to everything we've talked about here today at carsyad.com slash Wayne Carini. Just uh, log on to his page, look at the show notes page, and Wayne, what's the best way for people to learn a little bit more about your business, F Forty, and the TV show? You can go to F40.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, and that's Chasing Classic Cars on Facebook. Um, and then Velocity.com uh, to see uh, when our shows are appearing. I must say that uh, next Monday at uh, 9 p.m. on Velocity, you will see two hours of Chasing Classic Cars. The first hour will be, I believe, it's the Amelia Island Concours from this past year. We have a one-hour special about that. And then the following hour is Wayne's top 10 pick 
of all the episodes we've done. I believe it's 118 episodes now. Oh, my. And so uh, these are my top 10 picks of, of all the episodes we've done. So it's going to be a great night of television. And, and uh, so hopefully everybody will tune in to Velocity next Monday night at 9. I'm sure they will. And congratulations on uh, your show's been running eight years now. Is that right? Yeah, we're going on eight years. We just finished our seventh season, so eight years coming up. It's it's an amazing thing to to think that we we thought that maybe that we'd get three or four years out of this, but uh, it keeps chugging forward, and uh, the viewers just love the show, and we can't figure out why yet, but it's just a formula that works well, and uh, we're we're so thrilled that so many people are watching it. Well, I think I know why. I think it has something to do with you, but you're probably too modest to admit to that. But congratulations. I hope we get to see your show on for many more years to come. I want to thank you for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and sharing your experiences with our listeners. It's been really fun, Wayne, and thanks for being on Cars Yeah. Until we talk again, we'll see you down the road. Thank you. Take care now. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.